three, two, one. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Anyone Can Run podcast. The podcast for those brand new to running who want to make sure they begin their journey on the road to Gainesville on the right foot. I am your host, True Bros, a.k.a. Gabe, a.k.a. the soon-to-be face of Mixer, and I am an NCCA certified personal trainer who specializes in playing games, making gains, and helping clients reach their health and fitness goals. This is the podcast where we cover nutrition, training, running gear, everything you need to know about what it takes to complete your first race, whether it's a 5K, full marathon, or anything in between. I, for one, love to travel. I love sightseeing, going to local restaurants, attending conventions such as PAX and SDCC, and running destination races because they tend to be organized around the most vibrant or historically significant areas of large cities. When traveling for a destination race, it's very easy to be focused on eating healthy and staying loose and fit. After all, you're traveling with the goal of completing a race in mind. However, what about when you're taking a vacation not focused around running or taking a work trip? Today, we're going to talk about running and working out while traveling, including some exercises you can do, equipment you can pack that takes up virtually no space in your bag, and ways you can center your day around eating and working out so you don't wreck your gain sessions. Let's cover this right out of the gate. I can't stand when people create quote-unquote content that consists of little more than what any reasonable, intelligent adult would dub common sense. All those clickbaity articles which have lists purporting to save you money and they consist of tips like don't buy coffee every single day, make it at home and it's like yeah we're not a bunch of dummies, we want real information. I certainly don't want to pretend for a second, I have all the answers. But my goal today is to help give you some ideas you may have not considered when thinking about working out and eating healthy on the road. This isn't going to be a bunch of tips like, you know, if you're staying in a hotel and they have a fitness center, you can get your runs completed bright and early on a treadmill because no duh. Every new runner who has endeavored to complete their first race, who listens to the Anyone Can Run podcast, is committed to living a healthy and fit lifestyle and is doing their best to be better than they were yesterday. So I'm never going to patronize you with what I deem to be common sense. Alright, now that the disclaimer is out of the way, let's jump right into running and working out while on the road. So we just covered it, but obviously, if you're staying at a nice place with a fancy fitness center or near a large park with running trails, use the facilities and amenities at your disposal. There are tons of apps like Strava, RunKeeper, or All Trails, which you can use to find running trails in specific cities. Runner's World, which is the only running publication I actually pay attention to, also has a series on their website you can look up called Run This City if you want to find running routes in various major cities throughout the United States. I've literally only done two, in Los Angeles and Las Vegas, but I've also posted a couple videos on YouTube in my personal Where to Run series showing some maps and ground level views of running trails. The point is, if you're committed and organized enough to know you're going to have time to complete a run and it doesn't need to be 10 miles, even if you've got one on the calendar, when on vacation knocking out 3-4 to miles tops is my priority, then there are a plethora of tools at your disposal you can use to set yourself up for success if you take a few minutes to pop where to run in X city into your Google machine. You just heard me mention it's fine to knock out a 3 mile run even if you've got a 10 mile run scheduled on your training plan, right? If you're familiar with previous episodes, I've said on multiple occasions, the long run is the bread and butter of any marathon training plan, and you should do everything in your power to not skip this if at all possible. You might be thinking I'm stating blasphemy against myself, but let's set up a little scenario to illustrate that, hey, things come up. For the sake of argument, it's August right now. 
We've just signed up to tackle our first marathon next April. When October rolls around, we decide to schedule a trip for December to head out to Vegas with a group of friends to celebrate someone getting married. So for the sake of argument, we're in December and our race is in four months, but we scheduled a trip and we're getting ready to head out. Seems reasonable enough, right? Life happens, and it's not pragmatic to say you can't do anything except run every single weekend in the months leading up to your first race. The first thing we need to establish is it's okay if you miss a long run because something came up, and the last thing you want to do is view something such as a vacation or a happy event such as a family trip or whatever negatively because it's adversely impacting your marathon training schedule. We spent the bulk of our previous episodes hammering home how important it is to find a training plan and getting mentally focused on completing your first race. We've discussed at length how mentally and physically daunting completing a full 26.2 miles in the upright position can be and how important it is to maintain motivation and instill self-discipline. This is why right out of the gate, I'm saying, hey, it's okay if you need to be on the road for a work trip or a vacation or whatever and you need to miss a day or two of running. Obviously, if you miss a long run, the next one you tackle isn't going to be very fun, but it doesn't matter. Part of being a healthy and fit person is living a balanced lifestyle, balanced with our workouts, our nutrition, and our mental state. You need to be driven and committed to complete a marathon. I'm the kind of person who, once they're dead set on something, is focused at all costs. And although it doesn't show outwardly, I absolutely beat myself up about stuff, and it can take a toll. So I'm just saying, if you're traveling and need to miss a run, it ain't the end of the world. Enjoy yourself, pack your workout clothes and gear, do a little Googling, and see what fitness options you have at your disposal, such as fitness centers, trails, wide open city streets, or even a whole lot of nothing, just your room, and then plan to make your gains on the road. Speaking of packing your workout clothes and gear, now's as good a time as any to cover the workout gear I take with me whenever on the road. First things first, whenever traveling, I recommend sticking to a one-page packing list, right? I'm a card-carrying member of the organization nation. The wife and I have a number of different packing lists. A master one, one for San Diego Comic-Con, one for other cons such as PAX or CES, one for races, one for our wedding, so on and so forth. While you certainly don't have to be that extra and take your preparation to that level, I do recommend building a small packing list for yourself to ensure nothing gets forgotten and nothing gets left behind on the journey back home. I believe it's worthwhile to spend a few minutes planning in advance to set myself up for success down the road. Plus, if you heard our race recap of the 2016 Rock and Roll Las Vegas Half Marathon, you know I forgot my running water bottle, so I spent hours zipping around Sin City trying to find a suitable replacement. So yeah, it behooves everyone to assemble a short packing list when traveling, not just for running, but for everything. We just got back from QuakeCon last week, and when we were planning our packing list, which was substantially longer than normal since we were taking our computers to the BYOC, we decided to take three days worth of workout clothes, which for me is running shorts, tank tops, tights, and headbands. The host resort for QuakeCon has an awesome fitness center, and since most of my time was going to be spent binging on pizza, booze, caffeine, streaming on Twitch but now we're on Mixer, I wanted to take full advantage of the provided amenities and get extended cardio sessions in. The point is, when planning to take my PC, monitor, mouse, and keyboard, webcam, so on and so forth, it would have been real easy for me to forget my workout clothes, which took up practically no suitcase space, had I not added them to my packing list. So just make a list. It takes like 30 seconds. But let's say you don't have access to beautiful, fully equipped fitness centers with a buffet of cardio and resistance training machines, and you're venturing off somewhere where you know you aren't going to have time to go for an extended run. We'll dive deep into some hotel room workouts in a couple minutes, but I implore you to take a minute and, if possible, plan at least one day of your trip around going for a run. 
I'm by no means a rise and grind person. I prefer working out in the afternoons, but when traveling, I make a concerted effort to start my day off with a quick gym session or run for a couple reasons. First off, it gets my gain session out of the way. Secondly, odds are my nights are going to be spent binging on food and booze, and this ensures not only have I already completed my daily workout, but I also wake up and then feel like I'm working off some of the junk I consume, so it's a bit of a win-win. But again, let's operate under the assumption you don't have access to running trails or a fancy fitness center right where you're staying. Whenever traveling, I like to have what I refer to as a fishbone of events planned for each day. Maybe there's a day where I plan a meal or two and one activity, and that's it, and I spend the rest of the time filling in the blanks. On one precious vacation day, I center one activity around doing something physical, whether it's a run or a hike or just doing a heck of a lot of walking after banging out a quick hotel room workout first thing in the morning. When we went to LA this past spring, we were staying at an Airbnb and the neighborhood we were in wasn't really conducive to running. So one day, we made the hike from Griffith Observatory to the iconic Hollywood sign, all of which was filmed and uploaded to the YouTubes by yours truly because I couldn't find good photos or videos of the hike when looking it up ahead of time and the remaining days I did a quick bodyweight workout first thing in the morning. Whenever we visit fabulous Las Vegas, I make it a point to go for a run on the strip at least one of the days we're there. And depending upon where you start, that can be anywhere between a two to four mile round trip run. The same way you prioritize getting your gain session in when you're at home. Just like eating and going to work and showering is a priority, do the same when traveling at least one day. And if it isn't a dedicated run, but instead it's walking 20,000 steps or going for a long hike, at least you're putting some work in. Again, we want to be pragmatic about how we approach our health and fitness while on the road. And that means we can't always set aside hours to drive to a trail and knock out a 10-mile run. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm always pretty beat anytime I run more than 10 miles, and I wouldn't want to do much besides sleep afterwards anyway, so it's probably best to not do that when I'm on vacation and I've got a list of things I want to do. A couple times in the past few minutes, I've mentioned I like to bang out quick bodyweight workouts while on the road, since these don't require any equipment. So let's talk about that a little bit more. If I'm in a hotel room and all I've got for equipment is a chair, I like to perform the following exercises as supersets, meaning one right after the other after the other for 25 reps each. I perform the circuit three times typically, sometimes four, and the goal is to just hit every one of the major muscles in the upper body. I also want to perform the circuit fairly quickly, although I do rest 45 seconds to a minute in between rounds because I'm trying to get in the shower afterwards so I can get ready to face the day. I always start with push-ups, then bodyweight dips using a chair, then I like to do plank taps. Those are at the top of the push-up position where you bring one hand up to tap the other shoulder. After those, I'll do an inchworm, and you may want to do a quick Google of these, but it's essentially going from standing up to the top of a push-up or plank position while using just your hands, followed by what I've seen to referred as a Superman hold, which is where you lay face down with your arms and legs outstretched and pull them up again. Again, you may want to pop that into the Google machine. So to reiterate, the workout consists of dips, plank taps, inchworms, and Superman holds. And I don't always do 25 of this inchworms. Those things can be kind of exhausting. So sometimes I'll just do 10 or 15. If I've packed my resistance bands with me, I typically switch to them at this point. If not, I'll finish with a set of triangle or close grip push-ups, followed by a set of archer push-ups, which is essentially where you do a push-up with one arm down by your waist. It's just a quick workout to get everything pumping and keep my upper body feeling strong. You'll notice I said if I packed my resistance bands. And if you're like me and you're creating packing lists for all your trips, it's because you want to pack as lightly as possible while not forgetting anything. And stowing some big bulky fitness equipment in your limited space isn't a viable option for anyone. 
When I'm going on vacation with the wife, I never, ever pack fitness equipment. I either do workouts from my room, go for a run, hit up the fitness center, or plan a day full of physical activity. However, whenever I have to travel for work on my own, I always pack a pair of resistance bands or tubes. Since they're really just a couple tubes and handles, they really don't take up that much space and are incredibly light. I use the GoFit brand resistance tubes. I know I just said resistance bands, but they're not the same thing, and I figure this is as good a time as any to point out the difference, because I like gripping actual handles. Resistance tubes have handles and are literally just tubes. Resistance bands are just that, bands. They're more similar to a waistband than anything. Anyways, I love doing bicep curls, lateral raises, and military presses with resistance tubes because they're portable, light, and they're real easy to cart around to different rooms while watching television or what have you, so they make the perfect travel companion for resistance training. The reason I mention I use the GoFit brand specifically when they ain't paying me is because I was able to get a three or four pack of tubes with handles and a drawstring bag for less than 30 bucks at Academy Sports, and I've literally gotten years of use out of them. It's a fantastic investment if you ask me, and one I use quite frequently. With the history of shoulder strains I have, from years of lifting with improper form, the resistance bands help me maintain strength and the all-important aesthetics while being easy on the upper body. And again, I just said bands, but I mean resistance tubes. Don't use the terms interchangeably like I do. This is one of those do-as-I-say-not-as-I-do things. I know we've devoted the past couple of minutes to talking upper body training, and we as runners are focused on the lower body, but I've always felt physically stronger when I train the whole body, and I believe it's important for we as healthy and fit individuals to do the same. It's what I have all my clients do, so it's the information I'm sharing with y'all. Anyways, let's cover the goods. My personal favorite lower body, body weight resistance workout I do at least once a week, with some slight modifications, because when I'm at home, I'm typically using a kettlebell. That being said, this is the circuit I do whenever I'm on the road, and I did sporadically while at QuakeCon, because as much as I love sitting around and playing games for 10 hours a day, it can take a toll on your legs. My personal set contains a varying amount of reps for each exercise, so if I were you, I'd start with 10 or 15 or a number that's suitable for your gains level of each exercise we're about to discuss. For the lower body, I start with bodyweight squats, then I do one-legged deadlifts with each leg, step-ups with a knee raise with each leg, and then I do three sets of calf raises very quickly, with my toes pointed forward, again slightly pointed inward, and then pointed slightly outward. This way, I've got a quick bodyweight circuit that doesn't require any equipment, and I can target each of the muscles in my lower body. If I'm at home, I'll do most of these exercises with a kettlebell, and I'll also add in kettlebell swings. If you decided to pack your resistance bands or tubes, many of these exercises can be modified to include them for extra resistance. We've discussed centering your days, or perhaps just a single day of your travels around getting a gain session in, but I think it's important to have yet another discussion around eating while on vacation. Food is something we discuss quite frequently here on Anyone Can Run, because it's integral to our goal of living a healthy and fit lifestyle. I've said it plenty of times before, I'm not a certified nutritionist or dietitian, and as such, it'd be inappropriate for me to tell a client or anyone what to eat but I think it's important to foster a discussion around how we mentally approach food, especially while on the road. This is a bit of an anecdote, but while I was streaming yesterday, I had a discussion with a longtime viewer around each of the episodes of Anyone Can Run we've released thus far. As someone who's primarily focused on weightlifting, they began listening to Anyone Can Run to show a little support for yours truly so much appreciated, even though they aren't super interested in running. However, they voiced their appreciation for the discussions we've had centered around building a strong frame of mind, having direct conversations around food, and how we approach our workouts. 
Living healthy and fit is a lifestyle, not a gimmick. There's no substitute for hard work and time, and completing a full marathon is an arduous mental and physical task. This is why we devote so much time to building a strong frame of mind and remaining positive while being honest with ourselves about what we're liable to do, setting ourselves up for success, and being cognizant of whatever shortcomings we need to improve upon. Alright, back to discussing eating on the road. I don't know about y'all, but when it comes to travel, food is an integral part of the experience for me. I tend to plan a meal or two each day when on the road. When we were in LA, it was going to Trejo's Tacos one day and Grand Central Market the next. Whenever we're in Vegas, I'm going to Burger by Gordon Ramsay and then another awesome place. I'm just saying, even if you're on the road to Gainesville, which I absolutely am, food is still an essential part of the travel experience and it's something I want to enjoy. However, when you're limiting calories or watching macros, you may think cutting out food is the only way to keep yourself in check. If you have the self-discipline to do so and won't feel like you're missing out, then more power to you. But there's no way in heck I'm going to cut out visiting local eateries to try something new or to return to a favorite place I've been to. So I'm sure to include a meal in that fishbone of events I plan for each day. And more often than not, that means I'm having one heavy or unhealthy meal a day. Little bit about me. My favorite restaurant chain I've ever been to is Hash House Agogo, which is currently my top's pick for brunch in any city where one is present. So I'm sure to visit at least once whenever visiting Vegas or San Diego or wherever. Sometimes I kick the day off with a visit to my brunch place because it doesn't get much better than kicking off a vacation day with nitro coffee and mimosas. Sometimes I wrap up after a long day of vacationing with a big plate of pancakes. The point is, I'm still getting in my huge, delicious meal. That being said, if I know I'm going to kick off a long day of binge eating and drinking with a visit to my favorite spot, I'm going to wake up early and then get my cardio or gain session in. Is it going to be full throttle because it's early in the morning and I'm by no means a morning person? No. Is it going to burn off the thousands upon thousands of calories I've consumed over the course of my journey? Probably not, but it keeps me in the routine of working out, which keeps me honest and helps me mentally feel like I'm staying on the road to Gainesville, which prevents me from fostering a negative mindset. I've worked with clients who come to me after vacation and feel bad they didn't work out or eat super healthy when on vacation. These are people I know have put their trust and well-being in me, and I understand they are driven as all heck to reach their goals. However, I also know these people are fully committed to the work they put in every day and will absolutely beat themselves up if they don't stick to the plan I've laid out for them, and the goal of this episode is to tell them and anyone else who stumbles across it, it's okay. When you're on vacation, it's important to enjoy yourself. And you should never be extra hard on yourself if you don't get a specific workout in or have a meal that isn't the best for you. If you're really committed and want to stick to your nutrition and workout goals, you can always find a way to get a workout in. It's very easy to get pessimistic and say, but I don't have this or access to a trail or whatever. But we want to alter that mindset to be solution oriented. You can complete a short workout in your room. You can plan physical activities to complete each day so you feel like you're putting in work. If you've access, you can cook some meals wherever you're staying. You can always pack protein bars or protein shakes if you're being real strict about calories. You can have one quote-unquote bad meal a day and be super strict the rest. You can always kick your day off with something heavy. You can stick to the number one rule and not drink your calories. Although that's one I never abide by while traveling. Gotta keep it 100 with y'all. As long as you've some ideas about where to start or how to approach eating or working out while on vacation, including some equipment to pack with you in your suitcase and how to center your day around eating or getting a workout in, I'd reckon it gets significantly easier to keep your journey on the road to Gainesville in the forefront of your mind while on the road.
I appreciate you spending some time with me today, and I hope you're seeing what I see, that truly anyone can run. We drop a new episode of the Anyone Can Run podcast every Monday in case you're in need of that Monday motivation. If you've ever got questions or ideas or a topic you'd like covered in a future episode, feel free to hit me up on Instagram or Twitter at AnyoneCanRunPod. We also currently open the Mix Gym. That's right, we've switched platforms located at Mixer.com slash TrueBros. Again, with no E, don't forget. Weekdays from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Central Time. So be sure to follow and turn on notifications if you ever want to talk running or anything else with me in real time or to show a little support for the gains of Mixer. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Anyone Can Run podcast. And if you did, you can rate, review, like, share, and subscribe. I appreciate it. There's a new running category in Apple Podcasts, so the rates and reviews and the likes and all that, it really helps us get to the top of the charts so everybody knows we're the most dominated at everything we do. Anyways, if you didn't enjoy it well, you get what you pay for, and regardless, I look forward to seeing you on the road to Gainesville.